Hey, this is Litecoin Moses here with Dollar Cost Crypto. What's up, Wasabi? Doing good. How are you doing, Litecoin? Fucking amped. Amped right now, man. Sell tokens doing, doing pretty good, man. The statistics keep going up. More people are joining up on the app every day. And it's it's FOMO-inducing. Yes, sir. Uh, since the Since the last podcast... Uh, the user count has gone up by over four percent. Wow! Well, what's it at right now? I haven't checked today. Yeah, it's 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 close to 115k users. We'll we'll be at 115k by like tomorrow morning. Wow! Easily, dude. When when we I think on the first podcast we did, I think we were at like what eight ninety eight thousand ninety seven thousand users. Yeah, we. <laughs> The the last so I think the last one we did it was probably about a week ago mm-hmm. and I know since then it's it's gone up somewhere between four to five percent uh, just 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 in that very small window um, so there's uh, there's some pretty interesting information on that on the Celsian website so if you Google uh, like Celsian uh, stats into Google, it'll actually come up as, sorry, wait, let me backtrack on that. Let me, if you, if you Google Celsius informational charts, and then the website's going to be Celsius, Celsians.com. Uh, there's actually some really good information on the statistics as far as how much the, the user count is uh, basically growing. And dude, like it's, it's pretty nuts. Like the, yeah, four percent since the last podcast, and it looks like the like the curve is very gradually starting to like steepen. A hockey stick, yeah, hockey stick up. I mean, yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, um, I mean, one of the things we're going to talk about today is actually the inflection point uh, of on sell token and stuff. But it's 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 the main thing that's caught my attention about sell token was the transparency of the uh, of the numbers. And even on the app, usually if you, if you dig around, you can find a website like sort of like Celsius and they give you the information. But for a regular user, you wouldn't be able to see the actual numbers. And then like I have to give a lot of credit to Celsius Network for actually putting all that information on the app. Being Alex has done a great job and the team as well. And I've been like, wow. And there's just a, I want to give a lot of uh, credit to this guy called uh, The Financier. On Twitter, he's been doing a lot of good work, man. I love his stuff, his daily reports and his inflection point stuff. Like, I want to give a bunch of credit to him too. He's a hardworking guy or gal out here putting in work, man. Uh, uh, congratulations to him. I think he just became a, um, I think, an ambassador, which is pretty cool. Which I might try to gun for and stuff. I don't know about you, Wasabi. Do you want to become an ambassador? Uh, what What are the? I guess what are the requirements again for the ambassador? It's- I, I think I, th- I think it's basically you uh, you have to pick a slot of like what's your skills and stuff and obviously mm-hmm. it would be under marketing and gotcha like, yeah and then okay sign up and stuff and then uh, Alex sends us a bunch of swag and then we just rep this stuff and we have our own like our own uh, referral code and stuff gotcha yeah yeah definitely um My def- be FOMO. yeah I mean <laughs> it's a, it's even just a good opportunity just to kind of um you know put out good uh just good marketing material for the platform i mean it's 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 growing a ton now and like what i think what like what isn't being considered is this is happening uh during a bear market which is incredible right. like how just how much it's growing based on like the current uh crypto 
basically the current crypto investor pool that's that's out there yeah. in a in a bear market <clears throat> in a bear market i mean and it's been it's 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 beaten bitcoin litecoin ethereum by like over over a hundred percent or more i think even so far i mean like when we started the podcast like uh couple weeks ago and stuff it was 13 cents 11 cents it's sitting today at what like 23 cents yep uh just a little bit over 23 and it was i think i think a couple days ago it was at 27 28 cents Mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy so we were double digits when we started which is pretty crazy and of course it's correcting down a little bit but it's it, it has stayed above 20 cents this entire time which is pretty which is pretty remarkable like um but um yeah, it's it's insane. Like right now, I'm dollar cost averaging as much as I can, and then um, selling altcoins here and there just to acquire more sell token, and then putting it on the app to get dividends. And um, I'm trying to get to a you know a magical goal of maybe um, maybe a million sell token sell tokens, maybe anywhere from a quarter million to about a million sell tokens around that range, because mm-hmm. I think that'd be a good amount for uh, like recurring income and stuff. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, you have anything else you want to say, man? Uh, yeah, as far as like the, the interest pay, cause that's, um, that's definitely something that's kind of on my mind as well. Cause like later on, you know, when you, when you are considering the, the bull market and like how to even exit out of position, um, this one's going to be a lot, it's going to be tougher to do it in a sense, as far as like exiting and then being able to rebuy right. you know, the, the same amount if, or, or more later, it's, it's going to be harder with these. Uh, with these tokens or coins that have some kind of reward scheme to them. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. I, I think, I think the main thing, like, cause there's, there's a lot of tokens that have sort of like a payment structure, sort of, sort of like a Tezos or um, mm-hmm. eventually Cardano or Ethereum and stuff. But the reason that I like the, the sell token is because the community behind the way Alex has grown the app is for hodlers, right? So the, like, you're not supposed to sell your coins. It's okay to sell your interest, but not your coins. And this, he's creating an entire community where a lot of the other coins are like just stake it, get your interest. And but there, I seem, I feel like the other tokens are a lot more fair weather, where if anything bad were to happen, they would just dump. Of course, everyone, like the, every every community has with people in their community that just have these weak hands, these baby hands, baby hands, <laughs> these baby ass <laughs> hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know not strong for no strong forearms no grip strength you know they just they their the wind blows and their bags leave their hands <laughs> <laughs> when they go pick up the fucking bag off the ground their butt crack those butt cracks are showing and shit <laughs> tramp stamp on their lower back and stuff <laughs> they, they, they dump their bags and buy back their bags at twice the price <laughs> get a smaller bag <laughs> class you know those classic people you know <laughs> and then uh <laughs> yeah usually they become either trader they, they start trading like crazy trying to get their days back from the celsius they dumped or uh you know they're, they'll be like yo no i've been in, i've been in celsius since day one you know um yeah i really believe in the project then uh that's good to know, man. But uh, yeah, well, anyway, not just shit on anybody on that, but <laughs> but uh, yeah. So inflection point, right? So the so I guess we I guess the best explanation is like what sh- like 
how should we because like there, there's different sort of classifications for the inflection point in cel in Celsius. Um, technically, what the inflection point means is there there's like a all the way to the right meaning, which is like a hundred percent of the tokens outside of the app are in the app staking on the on the Celsius network app, and essentially like at that point craziness happens because there's a ton of demand to buy the tokens but the entire supply is locked up in wallets inside of the app so it's it's just like at that point obviously the price would jesus jesus christ i mean i i mean it is it is in i mean like if we ever got to that point where like i don't think we'll ever hit a i mean well no no i don't think we'll ever hit the point um at a hundred percent but i mean i could see us 96 percent 95 95 percent total on the mm-hmm. app and it's so i mean they could even go I, I i could see i could see probably possibly we could hit like 98 during the peak the absolute peak of the market peak of the bull market everything a restricted supply and you know the it, it, it the price i mean i don't know I've, I've been debating in my head for a long time if um i know the market cap's a little off right now like we are the market cap's like what like um is it fifty million right now? Sixty million? Yeah, it's a, it's close to close. To, it's a just shy of sixty. Yeah, it should be a little bit higher than that. It should be somewhere probably ninety thousand, ninety million. But um, mm-hmm. let's just say it's sixty. So I I've been thinking that it's possible we might we only might. So hear me out. I think we're we're going to hit a forty billion dollar market cap, peak of the inflection point, peak peak inflection. I'm not talking about like us hitting as the lower end of the inflection point. But during the high end of the inflection point, like once if we're in full FOMO mode, everyone's buying um, almost the entire because because at ninety eight percent of the of, of all the tokens on the app, essentially the only supply that comes online is the weekly dividends, uh, which at that point I think that the Celsians will, will be essentially selling about um, even if all the Celsians, including Alex, were to sell all their interests on the tokens, right? Even if it's five percent. Divided by fifty-two, you're you're selling like a fraction of the total supply onto the market. I mean, it's 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 maybe maybe it's a million to like I can't even like what is it a thousand million um three hundred thousand seven hundred. It's a small amount. I mean, it it would would be like what like seven million tokens or so, maybe less, maybe like three million tokens of interest if everyone was getting five percent. And everyone dumped it. I mean, it's just not that much. And some people wouldn't even sell that tokens. They would keep it. or that's. But I mean, I, I would think at that point, if, if the price is as high as I think, I think everyone's selling that much. But like, that's kind of what happens at the inflection point is with that much supply restricted and stuff, um, essentially half the community would be selling all of it as an income. The other half would be just holding it, growing it. And so you would end up having a, maybe a couple million, two, three million tokens possibly entering into the into Uniswap or um, Liquid, and then that would be bought up and stuff. And then, um, essentially, what would be the catalyst to for it to for it to to get there is let's just say it if it, it was at hundred dollars, a shot to two hundred. What then from there, what would happen is probably one percent of the total supply off of the sell token um, on the app would go onto Liquid and stuff, and then that would shoot the price back down or so. So that that'd be sort of like the counterbalance at that point. But I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous and stuff too. And then that's not counting the other counterweight of if 
if um, the assets under management for, for Celsius, because even though the, the token and the assets are separate sort of, even though they're not like, but um, the higher, the higher amount of, to- of, of assets under management. And as the, as the people see the, the statistics of like how much the, the token has um, appreciated over time, more and more people are going to choose to earn sell on their other assets, on their Bitcoin, on their Ethereum and stuff, which is then will further drive the price. So it, it's, it's, the math gets sick. I mean, the math, I mean, that, that what I just talked about right before that last part I talked about was just based off the sell users just buying and holding the token. That was not including the, the, the weekly market buys of people buying, trying to buy sell token with their interest, which I think a lot of people are going to do, which then that creates a, a floor and a bottom of, of continual buying. Yeah, for the token. absolutely. Because uh, even if you have like let's say a, like a more of a uh, passive investor, you can basically just park. Um, since the interest rates are are pretty are they're really good right now for uh, like USDT or USDC, uh, you get you know you get your eight percent interest and then you basically just take that and then dump it into like sell tokens or something like that. So um, just to get like basically now you're uh, you're basically trying to build up that um that stack that you have so and that's like yeah. a very um easy way to do it without putting much uh risk on the table exactly and um yeah that, what i think that's going to happen is because there's a lot of, there's there the, out, even outside of the i think the fomo on sell is really going to start around um i mean it's always starting right now within the community but i mean when the word when the really when the word gets out Whenever it's, I think is when we cross a billion dollar market cap, which will essentially be at around five, a five dollar sell token. Which mm-hmm. personally, I think we're going to hit before, I mean, somewhere in December, possibly a little earlier. Uh, but that's so that's kind of going back on the other math we did on the uh, right before the show we did on the Celsius on the Celsius network was um, that that math for the peak of the bull run that was if let's just say our the the actual market top is in is in December. Or maybe mid the middle of 2021. This this the the first the first time we actually hit the real uh, the, the soft inflation uh, inflection point is probably going to be in December because I think if I remember correctly we're growing one percent. So uh, let's see. As of June, let's see where where I put it. Okay, out of June 13th right now, about 81. Point ninety. So basically, eighty-two percent of the total supply of the token is on the app right now, and currently there's eighty-six million outside of the app. Right, um, the way it's been growing, it looks like it's it's essentially absorbing about one to two percent a month. Right. So uh, what I'm thinking is essentially, let's just say it keeps its two percent consistently. That. The, the, I think the first real big tipping point is going to be anywhere from 90 to 90. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, from 88 to about 92% of the total supply being on the app is the beginning of the inflection point for the ecosystem, which will hit somewhere between, um, let me see the months on that, which will be probably mid-November to mid-December. Uh, December being like exactly around 90 to 91 uh, or ninety to ninety-two percent of the total supply being on the app. At that point, um, there's so like because the, I mean, the, at that point there's so little supply on there that the price is just going to start spiking up like crazy. And the and the other part too is like people are going to discover like 
with sell token. Holy crap, this stuff's pretty cheap. I mean, because because even at five even at five dollars to the average investor, I mean the you you know you pay you pay two hundred and forty dollars for a fucking Ethereum right now. You pay ten thousand dollars for a Bitcoin. Five dollars doesn't seem like a lot, you know. Yeah, and and the and like the other thing is like for the I guess for the investor buying Bitcoin, <clears throat> um, kind of this uh, you know kind of kind of this methodology or really just kind of this idea where you earn passive income. Uh, based on like the assets you hold, that's like a relatively like new thing. So uh, I think that's also going to be pretty important. I mean, don't get me wrong, like Bitcoin, I absolutely love Bitcoin. It's, you know, it's always going to be kind of like the reserve currency in a sense. Uh, But like a lot of these other uh, projects or, you know, uh, tokens that offer some kind of a reward scheme, it just improves on like the game theory that was originally built upon by uh, Bitcoin. So, you know, for somebody that's new in the space, that's looking to just park, you know, park money, it's pretty lucrative to get some dividends just for holding the asset. I think what's going to put us over to the top in December is that um, I think we're going to retest in in December of this year. We're going to retest the all time highs again. So it's possible at that time we're going to be at, you know, 18,000, 16,000, $21,000 Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. right? And let, let me tell let me tell you how much sell tokens you'll be able to get on one Bitcoin at twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> when, oh. when, when sell tokens five bucks, about four thousand. <laughs> Current currently uh, twenty thousand dollars today at the current price of what twenty three cents, mm-hmm. which which with uh, <laughs> goddamn <laughs> would get you about eighty six thousand nine hundred and fifty six tokens. So. <laughs> About eighty. I mean, damn, man. You know, you know, essentially a twenty-one. You know, a twenty-one x. You know, comparative to that point, essentially, right? And at at, but depend. So, but th- we all laugh. We're all laughing right now when we hear these numbers. But it's all relative. You know, depending on when you got into the market, when you first find out that you when when you see the number for the first time, that's your first point. That's your first point mm-hmm. on the chart. Most people. Don't, I mean, even the most, even some of the most like biggest investors and stuff, you know, during that time, it's frothy. Everyone's making money. They're like, they're, they're not thinking rationally. What they're doing is like, you know what? Shit, I got to park this money somewhere. You know what? Let me, let me gamble and put a full Bitcoin in here because I can make my Bitcoin into another Bitcoin. That's what, what the trading mentality is on the stuff. But, but imagine like that's going to happen a lot. That, I think that's what's going to get us over to 10, a couple 10, $20, you know, because, because, um, at $5, we are only at a billion-dollar market cap for Celsius mm-hmm. Network, which is nothing really. Because at that point, when Bitcoin rises to $20,000, you have something like Litecoin being probably worth somewhere around $8 billion, And you have something like um, Ethereum probably worth, I'm guessing, probably. It, you, I mean, would you think it would probably be like a 3x from now? Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. I, I'd say, yeah, I'd say probably like a 500 to $600, anywhere from 500 to 700 for Ethereum. And then, um, that would basically put it in line with, um, you know, the a price rise on Bitcoin. But here, here's like the other thing is like, as the, as the price of these assets start to go up, um, the appeal of parking, basically your money, uh, whether it's in Bitcoin or Ether, 
into the Celsius app becomes even more like appealing because, uh, yeah, I mean, like you could you could say like the interest rate is is the same, but you're now like basically getting interest on an appreciating asset, uh, and that's like where you start having like an explosion in terms of like the amount of users and and all of that. So, uh, I do I very much do expect like as the prices of Bitcoin and Ether go up that's also going to kind of reflect in a sense, like kind of that parabolic effect we may see on the user count later on. Right. Yeah. And then that just, yeah, it just basically feels like it basically just feels the jets. Like even if you look at the the sell price itself, because now like you have, you, you have basically a, a parabolic like number of users that are potentially joining when we've already, we're basically at like an inflection point and then, just things start from there. It just goes into complete price discovery mode. Yeah. And here, let me give let me, let me just give you a short little reason why I think the the inflection the real that because I mean right now the best guess for the inflection point is going to or the or maybe a middle ground for the inflection point is going to be like maybe quarter of of two thousand twenty one quarter one, and I think of course it's going to be in December, but. Um, one of the reasons why I chose the number to kind of 90 to 92% for the inflection point is I'm basing it sort of off of what happened with Tezos is that like right now, like 93 to 94% of all the Tezos in existence are being staked right now. And when Tezos hit that point, I think it was like 91% is when we started getting like the parabolic run it had from a dollar, essentially like 80 cents up to like damn near $4 which is pretty crazy during, you know, bull market. I mean, during a bear market that it, it did like a four X then dump down, but it's, it's held up pretty well. Like right now, like I think it's like 93% of the tokens are held on exchanges or, um, you know, uh, staking platforms for Tezos and um, or staking pools. And um, it's still, it's almost at $3. So it's, it's pretty close to its all time highs right now. So I'm thinking that we're probably going to sort of do the same sort of thing where like once we, I mean, we're, we're, we're the compared comparatively, I think while we're still in the eighties, I think relatively sales going to be pretty cheap and a really good opportunity, but um, pretty quickly once I, th- I think, cause right now I think we're what we're at a, um, we are at it, uh, 81. I think at the point, which this could, this could hit somewhere middle of next month. Is we'll we'll hit somewhere between eighty four to eighty five percent of all the sell tokens on the app. At that point, I think we'll hit a dollar. So we'll, once we're in the dollar territory, we might pull back a little bit to eighty cents, ninety cents, and then just start rocketing up like essentially ten cents a week or more. And uh, it's just like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because no, no to tell you the truth, no one's really gonna sell a token that at that cheap. I mean, like like the, there's some maybe the OG users who 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 um who bought earlier this year and managed to buy two cents. I think I feel like this is the only crowd that might sell at a sell sell <laughs> pun intended at a dollar. But the average person is probably not even gonna sell until about five dollars. Five dollars might be a little bit of a of a breakoff point there, but then at that point, the market's so frothy. It's it's a, it's so it's the game theory and the and the stuff for this token is pretty crazy because it's like it's not even worth selling, and and it's like you're just like you're almost incentivized. I think at that point, just to sell your interest, not even sell the principal because there's no point. 
because it, it, mm-hmm. how would you accrue? I mean, it would just take so much money to get your bag back. I mean, if, if you hustle and work hard right now to get like a hundred thousand sell tokens, I mean, at five dollars, you're talking about half a million dollars, and most people don't have half a million dollars lying around. You know, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, what what you're saying, it, it makes sense. Like the, um, and <clears throat> I'm I'm even just like thinking on the side as far as like the like the price appreciation of like everything else. Um, it just kind of has like a, like a, I kind of just think of it as like a, a multiplier for what the potential is on the valuation for sell. And the thing is like, it, it, as long as your dollar cost averaging, like let's say even for the next like couple months, um, you don't even really have to worry too much about what the price, you know, whether it's going to, you know, double or pull back like 30% or whatever, like all that really doesn't matter. Um, as long as like you're slowly averaging your buys in over time. Uh, but the thing is like, you won't be able to do that anymore. Like once, once this stuff goes into like price discovery mode, it's going to be extremely, extremely difficult to, uh, basically get a good, like really good entries on the price. Cause you just, the you're, you're kind of forced, like in that sense, like people are basically going to be buying into like massive green candles and which people uh, love, which people love to <laughs> do. do. I know for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, but it's, but it's not, but it, it puts into perspective, like for, for the sell tokens that you do have, I personally don't think, you know, community members, I have to agree with that. I don't think they're interested in really, you know, selling at like a dollar or something like that. Cause the, the potential is is much higher and there's there's always the the thought in the back of your head like can you will you be able to like regain your position size and it's it's going to be harder because of the incentives and kind of the game theory that are built into the into the sell token right. so um you know if you if you I, it's always good to like plan your exits don't get me wrong like there there ha- there is a point where you have to take you have to take profit at some point. Um, but it's like, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be like a question of like, how much are you willing to like, to risk your, your position size. Right. And uh, I know my personal strategy, I, you know, I, I, since I hold a basket of other cryptocurrencies, I'm more interested in selling those baskets of cryptocurrencies, but I, I have a much longer game plan for sell. Um, yeah. You know, just cause it, I, it, it's gonna, it's gonna take a lot for, for it, for, you know, for me to, um, reduce like position size. It's, it's truly going to have to take, you know, it's going to take a lot. I think the only reason, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the only reason I would sell position size would be maybe if I got a deal on getting some equity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel like, well, okay. Then, yeah. Then it, that, yeah. Cause then you're it, at least at that, at that point, like you're kind of, it's almost like you're hedging in a sense. Right. Uh, but I would, I would actually feel extremely like I selling the interest is, you know, that's, you know, that's not a bad idea, but I, I, I'm personally hesitant to, to exceed, you know, I actually, I, I don't even want to sell, sell, sell the interest, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that ends up playing out. But I know at least for my game plan, like I, with with the possibility of gaining interest um you know perpetually in a sense like it's 
pretty lucrative. Like I don't necessarily want to um, downsize my position by making an irrational trade or something like that. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. I th- I th- did I, did I say what the, all- yeah. So I, I was saying that the, that what I personally think the all time high is probably going to be like 40 billion. I mean, shit, it, mm-hmm. it could even, it could even touch 80 billion or $80 billion in market cap during the all time high. Yeah. But um, it's, sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you, when you, when you mentioned uh 40, cause you, when you look at, uh, cause if you even compare it to like other coins or, or like tokens, like uh ripple, like you, you kind of look at the whole, um, you know, if you look at like the whole use case behind the like sell versus like even ripple, like to me, it's, I mean, I guess I'm obviously biased towards, towards sell, but the, like the use case, like for the holder on sell is it's so much better than something like Ripple, which is magnitudes higher in in market cap. So personally, I don't think it's actually that crazy to see like a forty billion market cap, yeah, um, for for sell. Which would put, I think it's totally reasonable. Which would put us at a, about a two hundred dollar, maybe two hundred and twenty dollar uh, price tag. Mm-hmm. And let's just say. At, let's just say something happens and the bull market ends and everything crashes back down, right? And typically, what ninety? So let's just say we we crash down and like sell token is like the average token and it crashes about ninety five percent. I think personally, it's not going to do that. I think it's going to do about only an eighty percent correction and then start going back up where a lot of the rest of the tokens in the market, I think we're going to have a faster recovery in a, in a much uh, higher lower bottom than, than the rest of these other tokens. But let's just say worst case scenario, um, sell, to- sell token were to do a 95% dump down. That would put us at an average price of about $10 a sell token. Mm-hmm. $10 a sell that's, token. That's, that's absolutely, that's, it's mind blowing actually. Cause, uh, that 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 is why i'm you know when you consider that like whatever the max ends up being it's it, it kind of puts into perspective like you know you can really get bounced out of your position if you try to basically do things to like double your or triple your stack it's gonna be much harder yeah to do with with uh sell tokens so i mean i think i think uh, a popular strategy is going to be like um Taking their taking your interest in gambling on coins to to, yeah, that, that, to then right. triple up your interest so you're able to accrue more or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably what's going to end up happening. But um, and that that's how w- there's always going to be some supply on there, you know, because yeah, the the price is the mechanism. Like let's just say we're at a hundred dollars and we spike to two hundred or to four hundred dollars, people are going to be like, yo, take me off a of hodl mode for one second. <laughs> <laughs> and boom. And you, I've just sold 5% of my stack. And, and so maybe those plays would fucking do good. Right. But it's just, yeah. oh man. Yeah. It's pretty nice with sell token, but, um, but um, if let's just say if it is ninety five percent and it goes to ten bucks, that means that even if I'm wrong, right, and it it goes to dollars, I don't think sell token will ever. If if after the, after the all time highs, I don't think we'll ever hit pennies again. I I think it's I don't think it's likely. Uh, personally, I, I this the, the project is so young and like think about it like the the market cap. Uh, right now, if you look at coin market cap, sixty 
uh, 60 million, if you include like the entire supply, you know, 150 million or whatever, uh, that's, that's a pretty low market cap. Like when this stuff really goes parabolic, like I, I have to agree, like what's it, it might be hard for this thing to really go under basically like a billion, um, you know, if you look at the top, like, even if you look at the top, uh, cryptos today, um, like those that are on the top 10, I don't think really that many like fell, fell under a billion market cap, even during this bear market after crashing, Right. you know, 85 to 95%. Yeah. Even, even Litecoin when it hit $22 was still worth over a billion dollars. Still yeah. was worth over a billion dollars, that, mm-hmm. that and that and twenty two dollars was fuck was pretty low. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, that. But uh, th- yeah, it's uh, damn, it, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty. It's I, I keep I keep like stuttering, repeating myself, but it's just like when you truly start grasping what kind of a monster we have here with cell. It's it, it's a little it's a little breathtaking, man. I mean, like. Essentially, it's like it, it even incentivizes you if you're just a holder, just like even a, or, or I peep this right here. Let's just say you have 100,000 tokens, right? 100,000 tokens would give you roughly about a current a current sell prices would give you um, about 100 sell tokens every Monday, right? 100 sell tokens. That's so at, at that point, essentially, you're even even at the all time lows, you would be getting about a thousand dollars a week. That's not bad. That's you're getting about a fifty thousand dollar a year or forty eight thousand dollar a year income. That's pretty nice bear market compared to the last bear market. <laughs> yeah, that, and yeah, and that that is why I have plans to like exit for like these other baskets of cryptocurrencies that I have. But um, you know, given because essentially, like uh, you know, essentially what I'm doing not not investment advice by yes, the way. Yes, investment advice. Um, like my position size for sell, um, it's it's obviously at a much lower percentage compared to um, some of the other baskets I have, just because you know it's it's a newer project. But at the same time, like you don't have to put as high of a percentage in to like really reap the the benefits. So um, given that you know I'm scaling my my risk in a way that kind of satisfies what I'm happy with it may even make sense for me to basically just to hold the the sell tokens and just keep accumulating interest because um, you know, the, the upside in the crypto mar- markets is so massive, you know, who, you know, if you sell off like your other assets and you make, you make a killing, you know, hopefully, you know, who at that point, like you're not for me to have to like sell off my sell tokens. Like it's, it's, the risk of basically losing my position as well and losing like the possible uh, interest that I would get, it, it may not even make sense right. um, just from like a risk management standpoint. So yeah. um, that that's pretty important to consider uh, as you're kind of like investing in this. And yeah. And currently sell to, I mean the Celsius network has about a billion dollars under assets now, which in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, in terms of just like people who like uh, you know handle money, that's not that much. But let's just say we were to take the eighty twenty principle. At least on that billion dollars, they're at least going to make two hundred million dollars in interest off of that billion, right? And 
Wait, wait, I think my math is a little bit off on that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I mean, roughly, they're going to make they're going to make quite a bit of money on the interest and everything, right? So if you were just equate the 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 market cap at maybe twenty percent of the, what it actually holds, that could put Celsius Network at two hundred million dollars at current valuation. So either no matter what which way you slice it, it's undervalued right now about a four x where it should mm-hmm. be, and then this is not considering the increase. Of uh of the prices of the assets and stuff that which could go to four billion and then I could easily pump up the sell token even more it's it's it gets crazy and <laughs> a little funny note right now is like um so you you heard about all the stuff that's been going on with Coinbase about um th- them selling well basically selling information to the IRS yeah 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 over over the weekend right about quarter of a billion dollars left. A quarter of a billion dollars left Coinbase. So basically, people took their coins off the exchange and <laughs> took them to other platforms or put them onto cold storage. And I don't know if you know what's going on with Coinbase, but essentially, for, I mean, they're they're not lending, but they're you know they're doing probably some repothification and stuff on the on the tokens you have there, and kind of um, using the the those tokens to trade. That probably cost them somewhere between five to ten x of each token they lost. So if, if you just go for dollar for dollar, they probably lost like two and a half billion dollars or more, $5 billion of, of buying mm-hmm. power in the market because that quarter of a billion coins left, which, and then he, and here's a funny thing. I think Alex said it himself during that weekend. They, um, cause like I'm also a user of Coinbase. So like I, I buy some, I buy some Ethereum and some stuff in there and then I just kind of transfer it over. And, uh, which is pretty funny. So it's like they're they're like they said after this happened after this report came out, over seventy five million dollars entered the fucking Celsius network. <laughs> <laughs> so a big chunk of that money that left uh, Coinbase or just basically hodlers came onto the platform. So more money came into Celsius or man. It, I, oh my god man it's it, that's so funny i mean but it's so true i mean like um celsius network has probably the most valuable users in all of crypto like the average the average person on the celsius network brings over about fourteen thousand dollars of crypto over time so the average user has about 14k which is pretty insane. So that means if you have 115,000 people with 15,000, I mean, that's your, you know, there's your billion dollars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, uh, <clears throat> that amount is just going to keep, cause th- it's to me, it's still mind blowing just how many, uh, just how many people are interested, uh, given the state of the market. Like, again, like I, I know we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but, this is all happening during a bear market guys. Yeah. Like this is, this is pretty unreal that just how fast it's, it's growing now. And um, that's, you know, given, given, uh, given kind of the, the situation around Coinbase uh, there, there is kind of that um, just in the crypto space, there is kind of that um, kind of that distaste, you know, go, I mean, I, I do, you know, I personally do use Coinbase as an on-ramp. Uh, but when you consider like users that just have either a distaste or some kind of distrust for Coinbase, uh, they are going to look for, you know, other alternatives. And there's very few people even now, like it, once, once uh, what's likely to happen is like as the, 
as the price of sell starts to go up, um, as it gains rankings on coin market cap, uh, more and more people are going to start to notice that. Right. Um, and as more and more people start to notice that, it gets more coverage uh, with like ma- uh, main crypto influencers. And then you start to basically get this parabolic, um, you almost have like, it's essentially you have like an, in, you have like the inflection point on like the, like how, how, how many sell tokens are basically held on the app. And then there's also probably like in a similar way, there's probably some kind of like inflection point, like with the, that I would think like with the user count, whether that's like a one-to-one with the, the sell price, I'm not sure. Um, but I would, I won't be surprised to see, uh, to kind of see that play out in a similar fashion, like with the with the sell price yeah. as well. And dude, you brought up a great point. There's an inflection point for users, because like I I um I think I said this in an earlier podcast. I think in the first podcast that we're probably gonna have. Oh yeah, yeah, it was the first podcast where I said we're probably gonna have some like the lowest end. We're gonna have three hundred and fifty thousand users by December. Mm-hmm. But I personally think we're gonna be somewhere in the high you know, the high 700,000s to possibly a million by, by December users. And I think the, the real inflection point for Celsius is once you have a million users, you know, you can put that big M on there and it's like, we have over a million users in crypto, which is a substantial amount of them putting into assets and stuff and trying to earn on their crypto and stuff. And it's, 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 that's when it's the compounding power. It gets grows faster because then like, instead of like right now we're getting like, 400 to maybe uh, 800 users a day, it starts growing at that point, it starts growing to like what, like two, 3,000 a day, 4,000 a day. Mm-hmm. We're like every month we're adding 100,000. Cause like I, I've been saying, like we're, we're probably going to peak out anywhere from like peak of the bull market of next year, uh, 2.5 million being the super low end to about 10 million being the high end. And I, it's, it could be we hit 10 million users on Celsius. By the end of next, by the end of next year, and that, I know that's kind of a high number to say, and I, I know the team they're going to hire a lot of people to handle all that transactions and all that all the user <laughs> signups and stuff. But um, that's the kind of stuff I'm, I I kind of see for this because it, it ramps up so quickly, and even even if even at that point, if people get pissed off and the user count goes down a little bit because you know it's a bear market, duh, right? It's going to have a bad a couple bad months, and then that's probably a good time to accumulate coins. No, no, no financial advice, but um, then at a certain point, the bleeding stops, the whole order stay. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between Celsius and a lot of the other communities is these are hodlers. These are people who are buying and, you know, keeping their assets. And it's not, you know, it's not like these other projects and stuff where they're more fair weather that the minute there's something going on, they're just going to up and leave. And I think like they this community is, pretty powerful in crypto yeah and the the telegram channel so uh this is something that i actually observed uh when going through the telegram channel for various crypto communities so generally if the user count in the channel um if it's let's say around ten thousand users that's a pretty decent size for a crypto project uh, in this case, let me actually go on the the telegram here to see what the it's around uh, it's it's above 17k users on the telegram channel and that's that's actually about anywhere from uh, 50 percent larger 
uh, or more users than some of the some of the main crypto communities. Uh, as like a as like a relative uh, comparison, so uh, Cardano, that's a project I do like a lot. The Telegram channel for that one, which has a very very active community, by the way, uh, the Telegram channel for that project has uh, 11.7k members uh, in the channel. So uh, it's pretty impressive. Like when you when you look at the size of the you know some of the um, social media outlets for 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 sell and uh, a lot of it just kind of boils down to like the you know the use case for it's super simple um it's really easy to to sign up for the um to sign up on the app and and deposit your coin so uh, <clears throat> it's it's such a simple model and the game theory around it's so good that uh, the user account for this is going to absolutely just, it's going to definitely explode, uh, I think, sometime this year. And it should help that we're also entering um, an era of uh, negative interest rates. So uh, kind of what we're seeing now, at least with like fiat currency starts to kind of tumble in other countries, uh, I do think a lot of that is going to, over time, push uh, more and more people to alternatives other than just kind of legacy banking. Yeah. And like another thing that Celsius Network's got going for it too is it's adding, I would say about a quarter to fifty percent of the users added are people new to crypto. So a bunch of people are just moving over, just essentially Tether or USDC or True Packs, and um, just getting their interest, which is which is pretty good, you know. But then it gets it gets new people into crypto and to get interest, and I think that's kind of like the killer app essentially is that that interest. That pe- once people get used to like, oh, wow, I'm getting 8%. You know what? I might as well buy some of this token and buy some of that token. Or what they might end up doing is, let me buy tokens with their interests, but you're still getting people to buy crypto that never would have bought crypto in the first place. So it's it's brand new, fresh blood that don't they don't have all these tribalisms. They're like, they're agnostic sort of. And then um, it also makes them kind of more of a stable coin maximus kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting because... Um... Yeah, that is that is actually one of the like the issues with like the crypto community today. It's like very, it's very tribalistic in a sense, and uh, it'll actually be nice to get, you know, users that are just kind of at, they're they're just very neutral to some of the stuff that they're putting uh, putting money into. Yeah, and the the. I kind of lost my uh, train of thought there for a sec, have but um, big bags that they bought at very high price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very um, you know, for when you start to basically get interest, uh, there's more of an incentive to basically put money in other projects. So, uh, whereas now, like it's it's a little bit more of a kind of a sensitive, um, it's a little bit more sensitive just because of the crypto community by nature. There's kind of a lot of tribalism, but. Uh, in this case, like this is kind of the first time where there's an opportunity to get dividends, and then you start to kind of reconsider, like, hey, you know, it might make might it might just make sense to put money in this other project for a hedge, or you know, for whatever other reasons uh, there may be uh, for the investor. Right. I think sell with those dividends and everything that in the weekly and getting paid every Monday is that. Mm-hmm that pretty much puts you in the place sort of like you're thinking more of a whale instead of just a regular investor now, because it's like you'd be able to take those couple hundred dollars, thousand dollars you're getting in weekly interest and start 
accruing positions and multiple tokens right. as a sort of a hedge to stay crypto rich, <laughs> which is kind of, which is that's kind of great. You know, that's pretty good. I mean, like I've said mm-hmm. this before, like for every five, depending on if you're buying right now at current prices, every five dollars is essentially a um, a one for one dividend that you're getting. So for every dollar you put in right now, and the price does appreciate to five dollars, the um, the weekly payout after a year will equal up what you put in dollar for dollar, which is a uh, pretty, pretty crazy. And it gets even insaner when it goes to like 10, $15. Cause then from there for every dollar, you're getting $3 in dividends yearly. If it stays above that price, obviously, you know, that's the caveat really. But um, <laughs> that's you, oh, yeah, fuck, and the, man. the, the other nice part like is um, over time, know. <laughs> you know, as more and more people join, uh, generally, it's like it's a good strategy to basically squeeze out the traders in the market because, like, a lot of the time, like the price movements and this is this is kind of like a like an issue today with like cryptocurrencies is like you you have like a ton of speculators that are uh, basically constantly changing hands like on the exchange, like buying and dumping their coins, but over time, like as uh as more and more people like on the app the hodlers the more people you have basically pulling the supply out uh even if it's even if that's just you know from their from their interest they're essentially what that does is it it starts to squeeze out um the people that are trying to like day trade this stuff uh and then they end up having to buy at like significantly higher prices um as a result right Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just sort of like, I mean, yeah, ninety percent of the traders lose. Right. So only like ten percent of the traders are going to gain and sell, but the rest of them are going to lose or sell. So it, it's just like it gets to mm-hmm. a point where like, what the fuck am I doing trading against the market? I must just accumulate myself yeah. as well, <laughs> <laughs> which then further compounds the problem. <laughs> Damn, dude, it's so cool. Um, trying to think of anything else. Um, I think what's going to happen also as well is that this is going to absorb all the loose liquidity that's on the exchanges. You might start getting the coins that stay on exchanges will start migrating onto Celsius network, which then from there will start making these exchanges a lot more brittle. Like they're going to start having glass jaws where, where I, I've been saying this for a while as well, but um, I haven't really extrapolated on, on it that Celsius eventually will become a kingmaker. Where they will choose during a um, a panic and a and a crashdown, essentially Celsius is going to be like the central bank of crypto, and they're the only like not your keys, not your crypto, but they they're going to the ones going are going to be the ones with all the user funds, with the trust to put to have that coins to lend them out to the specific exchanges that will that will survive because I think all these exchanges are going to get traded against. And typically they win against your clients, but what's going to happen during a crash down and then they're short on coins that people are going to start exiting coins out, traders taking their coins back into cold storage, and then they don't have enough coins to cover all the fucking, um, all the, all the calls to get their funds back. Mm-hmm. And that could make ex- an, an exchange basically go bankrupt or just go belly up. And I think Celsius is going to be the only one that's going to have the, uh, the power to st- throw a lifeline and basically gives leverage to Celsius to, for these exchanges to be like, not to, tr- not to treat, to treat Celsius very kindly and very nicely because you're going to need Celsius <laughs> at a certain point to save your fucking exchange. If you want to stay around. 
<laughs> which is fucking crazy but it's but that's what's gonna I, I think i truly believe that's what's gonna happen is celsius is gonna be the kingmaker and all this all these loose coins getting away from all these platforms now and this is another thing why i think what's going to drive up the the crypto market is that, that you're ripping these coins off these traders okay it's ripping the coins off the liquidity and all these bad all these people that are making the the, the economy the uh, the coins wake up and down and it's going to force the prices up and i think what the exchanges might do later on um, if not in this run, the next run is that they're going to start coming up with mm-hmm. synthetic coins, so they can keep trading because they have no coins. Yeah, absolutely. That is a uh, that is going to be. But that's a problem for another day. I guess. Uh, kind of an issue. But the the thing is that hopefully the the playing field kind of gets leveled where uh, as more and more of the supply gets pulled off the exchanges, um, then. At least, uh, at least I'm kind of thinking like if you look at uh, if you kind of look at um, like brokerages today, like the thing that always kind of pops into my head is like, you know, the the exchange supposedly has like enough Bitcoin for like the users that it currently supports, but I don't actually believe that to be true. Like I I actually do highly suspect like a lot of the centralized exchanges. It wouldn't surprise me if if it is actually based on like a fractional reserve system where they just have enough based on how many users are likely to like exit at a time or something like that. Uh, pure speculation, by the way, I don't know if that's, that's true or not. Right. I, I really don't think these exchanges are really running the clean, the best books in the world. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of them throw stones on tether when they're probably doing worse or. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the way they cover up, I mean, like, I think Coinbase right. will probably be okay, um, especially with other deals with JP Morgan and stuff. And I, I think, let's just, say, let's just say, pure speculation here, that Celsius, like, like if Celsius is Simba, <laughs> or like, let's just say, so, well, this is a terrible analogy. Never mind, I don't want to do this one. Like, Simba, no, wait, wait. Celsius is Scar. And long live the king, <laughs> and like he throws Coinbase off the fucking ledge, <laughs> right? When they're asking for liquidity, I think it's possible J.P. Morgan might say, mm-hmm. "Here you go," and they take control of Coinbase. That might be the play, and there might be a there might be a dark angle play here where where J.P. Morgan is essentially helping levered up levered up uh, Coinbase for it to fail, so they can just take it over. So it becomes a crypto arm of of uh, chase because it wouldn't be that much of a transition mm-hmm. anyway from coinbase chase because it's already blue and everything in white it's blue and white and so so the fonts and everything looks the same it looks it, it's pretty on brand and then usdc as well i mean i i literally think usdc is probably technically the real the federal reserves coin essentially now i, th- I really do believe that's the federal i mean that's the fed coin usdc and um there's gonna there's, this is now we're all in, we're in full speculation zone here. This is I mean if we if not already from the beginning of the podcast with the prices, but like this is like getting on the conspiratorial end of it. But like, um, tether, I think they're gonna start trying to take tether out, possibly, if if not just use it for a couple maybe another cycle and then try to take it out to let USDC become the King Kong because on USDC. They um, 
they can control because the if if it was just on Ethereum, I think they would have let Tether be okay. But what's been going on with Tether is Tether because of um, the problems it's been having on Ethereum. Well, actually, technically, it it started off on Bitcoin. Bitcoin was slow, and they couldn't, so it it kind of for it kind of sort of forked off and went on Ethereum, and now it's made a bunch of different forks on Tron. On OMG, it's essentially putting its it's diversifying its bets and putting its its um, transactions on a bunch of networks. So if one were to fail, Tether would still live on. And I think they're going to try to kind of go after Tether. I think possibly later on, where where something like um, USDC, they can control that token a hundred percent because it's an RC twenty token they could just freeze your account at any point. So it's exactly what the, what the Fed and a lot of these, um, you know, mm-hmm. U.S. institutions want is full monetary control of the dollar. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's a... I don't know if that makes sense or not. Kind of a, an interesting viewpoint. It's that I, I definitely consider... It's considering, you know, all the stuff, all the kind of backdoor stuff going on in this space, it actually wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, you know, just given the even just kind of the relationship between like Coinbase and then now JP Morgan, like it's definitely in the realm of uh, possibility. And a lot of the time, like a lot of the time, like a lot of things just boil down to just desire for like power and control. And right now Tether is kind of the, it's the epicenter for traders because it's very liquid on the exchanges, particularly uh, Binance where there's, there's just kind of a shit ton of volume uh, through Tether. But, you know, if JP Morgan wanted to make like a presence in the crypto space, then they need to have some kind of offering that can compete against Tether. And perhaps, you know, perhaps that does end up being a USD coin. So, uh, and as, and over time, like it'll, as, as long as they're trying to build up like right. the liquidity, then it's in the realm of possibility. And uh, Coinbase looks like a, kind of a kind of a good like stepping stone for them to try and do something like that whether that's good or bad i don't know personally i would i would lean more towards um you know bad whatever their intentions are just because uh you know a lot of this does kind of boil down to like the the power and just wanting to you know keep things situated around the the u.s dollar Yeah, and you've actually put another point in my head. Like, it's possible when because Coin, Coinbase is going to IPO, yeah. I think they're probably going to start secretly right. buying up the company. A couple percent here, a couple mm-hmm. percent there, and then mm-hmm. when they get in trouble, they can just take tons of equity as collateral. Yeah, basically, dude, not it's even like have to buy it's crazy because like you look at uh, you look at Coinbase <laughs> and um, there's all there's you know, there's gotta be all sorts of like backdoor deals going on. And then it's almost like a layer deeper where JP Morgan could be doing a backdoor, like essentially backdoor deals on Coinbase in a sense to, to do something like that, where, um, you know, if they ever do like IPO, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, a, you know, five or 10 years from now, if there was something huge like that, that happened where they, they ended up getting bought out by, kind of one of these behemoths that we have today so mm-hmm. i mean there's not that much i mean i mean it's who knows i mean it's, watch hbc yeah, I think so. hbc yeah. well, is that the bank that uh that one chinese bank hbc 
<laughs> Can you imagine HPC just buys Binance? <laughs> I can see those dirty motherfuckers buying those other dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, dude, HPC makes fucking JP Morgan look like fucking I don't know what, like Mr. Mr. fucking I don't know, like Barney or some shit or <laughs> Jesus, dude. I mean, yeah. HBC with all the, I mean, they're all doing terrible stuff anyway, but like HBC, it, I think CZ would sell, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think CZ is going to get a, like a $30 billion exit. <laughs> Shit like that. And it would be smart because then right. HBC now he's like, okay, cool. Now we got the Hong Kong market. Yeah, now we got international pretty, markets. So now we have a, the, this actually, yeah, it, this it wouldn't be a terrible thinking, idea. Uh, at least for, for Binance, because they, they really are, uh, you know, based on like all the trading volume. They really are truly like the, they're kind of like the de facto mm-hmm. exchange right now. Like they're, they just, they're, they have such a good appeal for traders just because they have so much liquidity. So um, right now they have a lot of power and influence like over the space. Uh, but at, at, over time, like what's likely to happen? Like, yeah, like basically as the right. market cap of all this stuff goes on, there's going to be other players that basically try to find some kind of, they kind of try to like sneak their way in to try and, you know, exert whatever their desires are like on the cryptocurrency market. Yeah. So, okay. If HBC, okay. If HBC buys Binance, let's just say that. And, and Mm -hmm. JP Morgan buys Coinbase, which is makes sense. Right. Would SoftBank buy KuCoin out? No, I mean maybe. I mean, what exchanges are left? Uh, Bit Bittrex and I mean, yeah, I I would think because I think the UK or some UK company Lloyd's or some shit would probably be like no well, Lloyd's no not probably not Lloyd's that's, that's an insurance company but like some some big mm-hmm. firm in London would probably buy Bitmex out. It, 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 it is. It, it really, fuck, it truly is. The, no, it absolutely is because, um, and there's going to be more and more of a desire to do that. Like that. That's why it's, it's pretty crazy. Like just how much of a shakeout, like you know, these bear markets are. Because there's all sorts of shit that's going on, um, and a lot of it, it's like you know, as long as the, like the prices of the assets are they are today, like the the size of the market. Um, at some point, like when there is like another huge run up, um, there's going to be, you know, a lot of desire to have to have that influence. And yeah, that's actually a great analogy. It is definitely a Game of Thrones shit that's that's going on in these markets. Pretty insane. <laughs> that would be so good. Dude. Yeah, that'd we be, might that'd be amazing. Out for the next episode, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, okay. So coin coin all right, Coinbase is owned by JP Morgan. Um Okay, yeah, I just thought of something. So uh so KuCoin uh, is Singapore, KuCoin. right? Or is that Korea? That's Googling Korea, right? It right now. So let's see. KuCoin Change location. Bitrix Bitrix might be like the hot the hot fat chick at the party and shit that like at the end where people are just like, <laughs> They're just fucking bidding up, trying to get her. <laughs> I mean, it, it might be swooped up by good old fucking uh, 
Bank of yeah, I think Bank of America is gonna seek to get something, man. By circle or something, or then there's the Gemini twins. Hmm. That might yeah, be I haven't, I haven't seen too many. Um, I don't know. I haven't really been following like the Gemini twins too much as far as like what their plans are, but I I do know that they're. Well, actually, I shouldn't say this. I I don't I don't know enough about their exchange to to speculate. I was just gonna say like they 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 seem they seem pretty Fuck um, <laughs> at least from like the videos I watched, like they seem pretty well like grounded, like as far as like whatever it is that they're planning. I, I there's not really there's not like any kind of like secret backdoors or any of that I've seen with the Gemini twins, at least noticeably. Like Coinbase is like more. I think there's like more information related to Coinbase just because they're the they're like the main exchange for uh, U.S. investors. Right. Yeah, I I would actually it's, be really surprised it, if, um, if the Gemini hmm. twins like sold out of the market just because they they have such a huge um they actually have such a huge position in both uh, Bitcoin and now Ethereum that. I would be actually surprised if if they right. in, in any way took a step back where they um they kind of let it's yeah it's it's I they might have to yeah they might their hand might be forced man I mean of all the if it becomes a game of musical chairs where the banks yeah if you want to be a mega bank of the future you have right. to have a major exchange that trades in crypto or you're a nothing mm-hmm. bank um you gotta you gotta get something and it gets to the point where like i think jp morgan locked up Mm -hmm. coinbase a thousand percent right and it just becomes like all right gem then basically gemini is essentially the second biggest exchange in the united states at that point and it's going to be a competition a bidding war between fucking um what uh not jp morgan the uh bank of america which um western union no, not Western Union. What's that other bank called? Um, blanking out on the fucking banking names. Wow. Um, whatever. I mean, yeah, whatever. Bank of America or the other one, right? They're going to bid against it and stuff. And then I think Bank of America is probably going to take Gemini or, or something like that. Or someone's going to. It's because right now the offerings for like, I mean, JP Morgan really tied this bitch up with the bow, man. I mean, just taking that one, taking that away. But if if HBC really does take <laughs> a Binance, and uh, I don't think it's going to be as good as a deal as it's going to be, because I think the Dexes might right. take sort of they might be kind of late to the party where they overpay for the exchanges to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. But they're still going to need it just to be in the game, so they're not out, you know. Uh, yeah, but um, just trying to think what else. <laughs> I mean, CZ might do some slimy shit <laughs> like this, where like mm-hmm. he sells on the exchange, but he moves all the liquidity onto the decks. That you know what I mean, Binance decks. So he runs the decks and fucking gives up the exchange. The exchange <laughs> is like all the most of the volume's gone. <laughs> yeah, he might do some some stuff like that. Get, and, it's um, like that's like almost yeah. that's like a good. Uh, it's almost like an exit. It's a, it's a crazy world. <laughs> <laughs> dude uh, but i really do think that bitmex is going to the uk a hundred percent arthur hayes is probably going to sell it to them who knows i mean they're going to have to if, if london wants to stay mm-hmm. in, in some sort of a trade because london is pretty trading it's pretty trading you know 
They trade they trade a lot. And if they want to keep some kind of like economic okay. center for themselves, they're probably gonna have to take BitMEX. And and then it's gonna be sort of the gam the reason I sort of said Bittrex was the big gamble because if the United States hates Tether, but whoever whoever company buys it out essentially owns a portion of t- the Tether as well, you know? So it's pretty powerful in, in order so internationally mm-hmm. you'd you'd have the weapon you'd have the power to kind of print dollars sort of. In, in assets because then from there all a country would have to do is like let's just say chi- chinese bank owned it and then they all they would have to say is tether can also hold the, the the you know the yen or some other currency and it can be counted as dollars now boom we got a printing we got a dollar printing press now cool and you know what i mean then they could start some real fuckery is going to start happening man we have yet to hit the true fuckery. Like we we're about to hit into some, and this stuff we're talking about is probably mm-hmm. bull market, but honestly, bear market of next year of the, of, the, of of the next cycle, and that's and then at that point, um, if everything if everything has gone right and everyone's got their bags and they, you become whales, essentially we're going to be like the first institutional clients for some of these banks, mm-hmm. essentially because there's like no way you're not going to be banking at this like a chase or something, right, and. The people who survive are essentially going to become those guys in their 40s and 50s that are millennials that actually like have all this fucking crypto wealth. So it's going to be like the fund <laughs> managers, and there's going to be a couple belugas walking around in, inside of these exchanges. Say, so like, here, I just met, I just moved over a thousand Bitcoin. Whoa, a thousand Bitcoin! Holy fuck, that's a huge amount of money. <laughs> Lucky fuck, he just got, he bought that shit. I bet you for like two pennies. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> he paid a ham sandwich for all that money. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I think that's kind of how it's going to go. And so eventually, there's going to be very few people who have that much crypto. Or, you know, of course, after 2029 or something like, I think mm-hmm. we're going to get like some sort of a roaring 20s and um, possibly a crash in 29, 31. You know, and it's like some sort of like almost history repeating itself. But man, we're going to have a good we're going to have a good decade. <laughs> Yeah, it's it seems uh it it'd be um it'd be now it'd be pretty interesting to like kind of like speculate like what <clears throat> like what yeah. what like we think that would basically look like through like the pro- through like the progression I, of like the I think, roaring I think 20s. it's probably going to be railroaded um, by the reason we even have we, we, the roaring twenties is basically because they bought the exchanges out. They're pumping up coins like crazy. The banks, the bank money's finally got into crypto really mm-hmm. now, where they they can manipulate the markets how they truly want to under their balance sheets and stuff. And then we get a real right. correction where we, the banks get in trouble, and boom, that's that's when everything crashes because the exchanges are attached to the banks. Truly, USDT is truly attached to it. USDC, I mean, everything mm-hmm. is intertwined now. Right. That actually make that actually makes total sense because you're right. Once everything gets, because uh, at that point, like yeah. more and more things are basically getting tokenized, and it's going to be pretty insane. Like, but it's you know it's definitely plausible for that to happen. The the thing that kind of yeah the thing that kind of like cons- that kind of has me really wondering like is like kind of a like when basically the whole fractional reserve system in a sense becomes like very prominent like in cryptocurrencies because that definitely Mm -hmm. already exists today in the in the gold and silver markets and a lot of that is done intentionally to basically 
um, mm. forced like the dominance of the U.S. dollar because uh, essentially, like before, like before cryptocurrency, like the really like the the deflationary assets in a sense, it was it was always kind of it was always gold and silver in the past. Um, but like as we've seen, like over the years, like it's it's really hard to like move the prices on those, and it's very speculative like how much of the paper trading actually exists like in the physical assets and i think a lot of that can essentially happen like in the crypto markets when when those two also have like a much bigger market cap um at that point it may even be easier just to like fractionalize it unless there's like a, a huge move to uh decentralize it, it, it the all depends on to take all the trading kind of between volume the bank of exchanges and um the dexes and stuff, and they might start out. They might start outlawing dexes and stuff, or yeah. trying to like taking them out and stuff. So I mean, right now we're still kind of in. Right. We're still in the wild, wild west, but we're starting to get like we're starting to get the the, the barbed wire. Barbed wire, people are starting to barbed wire their 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 land, their acres. Yeah, and eventually they're gonna start barbed wiring and putting fucking railroads everywhere, and. At that point, it's going to get harder and harder to do all mm-hmm. this, you know, kind of fuckery. And then eventually, the tele the telegram gets invented, and the TV and the radio. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's like I guess like even for the Game of Thrones analogy, like the Dexes are based. That's basically like how Stark, where like the collection of them, it's like that versus like kind of legacy banking which uh is definitely going to do anything that's a, anything that they can to um maintain their dominance like in the financial yeah. world who knows i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a fight between the exchange and the but the, the way the way the the banks and the exchanges are going to be able to fight against the dexes is through is to print is through printed mm-hmm. uh, stable coins and to inflate stuff and everything yeah and they're, they're basically going to hit people with just right mass amounts of dollars where people would be like well am i not going to take the exchanges money because it's literally like 10 times retail 25 times Mm -hmm. 30 times retail i'd be stupid not to take it and that might be the thing where like um yeah and then i think what's going to happen is that once all these derivatives and stuff this is we're all talking we're all real this we're way we're like two cycles ahead right now we're in the 2029s right now (laughs) um Mm-hmm. That these derivatives and all these um, these fake, basically synthetic products of crypto are um, will pop, and then right. it basically becomes who's got the coins, <laughs> and that and which and yeah yeah there, yeah the makes price sense. Will just yeah could get you could get a, an actual death spiral of mm-hmm. crypto or of most of the assets, I think, and cause you know obviously a fucking depression because then from there at that point maybe, maybe next cycle you get you start getting some retail and you start i mean like more retail and you get you get the institutioners then the next run is what's going to hurt the so the last four year run so 29 to about like um what is that 25 that run is going to hurt all the fucking retail because they'll the retail will be all in making tons of money and then just pop you know, like let's just say, mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to say this, but let's just say I had like Litecoin was a fucking eight thousand, ten thousand of Litecoin, fifteen thousand Litecoin, and it, what what happens if it goes back to twenty two dollars on a crash? Like, so if someone or let's just say someone bought um, 
someone bought a full, uh, like they've been saving up. They, they bought a full Litecoin for $15,000 at that point. And it just dumped, it just explodes to, it, it just goes down to $50. How much of a loss that is. In depend on those people who buy and then who, who buy the coins at that, at those prices and stuff where, where a person like us who've been around for, that's like, that's still a really good price. We're still up, but the amount of the money just, it just mm. like, like fairy dust. Yeah. And, um, yep. Not financial advice, mm-hmm. but uh, buy land paid off. <laughs> but like I did research on how people stayed rich during the time. And it was basically just having paid off assets. Essentially is just have, yeah, having, you're having some kind of a business that mm-hmm. kicks off cash dividends dividend stocks um of course by sell token and uh, <laughs> sell token yeah I was about but to land <laughs> but they seriously have paid off if, if you have the chance probably to to pay off your house and maybe your family's homes as well having those paid off and just not having that stress where like maybe you might get depressed and not taking out too much debt which i think is totally possible right now like right now you're able to buy crypto not be into debt and still make an insane return. But what's going to happen is that you, you um, they're going to start pushing, borrowing money to get to. So basically what's going to happen is like, okay, the, 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 so this is what happened in the 1920 in the, in the roaring 20s, where was, um, I think me and you talked about this before in a previous podcast, probably. Right. But like, in, so during the 1920s, right. Um, the re- one of the re- one of the reasons why the, um, the the stock market boom happened it was right after world war ii which i think ended in 1918-1919 during that whole war warring period the the united states released something called like liberty bonds or war bonds essentially which were basically pay help pay for world war one and we'll give you cash and stuff right and these were popularized they they put singers and dancers and they put all kinds of celebrities to, to like buy war bonds to help america win the war and it it this is the first time that America across the board put money into an, an investment. They got into bonds essentially for the first time, and they became bond investors. And what ended up happening is we won the war, of course, and everyone got paid back. So imagine you paid five cents, and then the bond once the war was over paid you out ten cents. So you had people that were like doing cans, doing everything they could, doing little odd jobs, buying as much war bonds as they can. Kids would do food drives and do like. All kinds of stuff. So you ended up getting a bunch of people who had savings for the first time. So imagine your savings just doubled on you out of nowhere, and you had all this money that you like you you paid out instead of instead of uh, buying food like buying clothes and cars and stuff. You were buying bonds. So then you had a whole generation of people that just had like holy crap. They had like ten, fifteen, ten, fifteen, five thousand dollars in war bonds, a thousand dollars in war bonds back then. And then people are like, "Whoa, these guys have money now." Now, now the the the, the people in the uh, in the stock market were like, "Hey, these guys have money. Let's let's sell let's sell stocks to them." Yeah. So the first people, so the first the GIs and the wives and the kids and stuff who got their war bonds paid off, um, took that money and started putting it into the stock market. And of course, what happened? Boom! The fucking stock market launched up. <laughs> it exploded because you had everybody just push like pushing the fucking green button. For the first time, because it was just all cash. Everyone had cash, so the so the people who bought in in that market at that time, the equities were probably fairly priced or depressed, probably because of war. Obviously, so you're buying companies in good prices, and bam, the companies went up like crazy. And then as more, so that was the pe- so the people who got in early, probably like eighteen eighteen, started buying stocks in um, eighteen 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 nineteen. I mean, I'm sorry, nineteen nineteen. 
1920 around that time started buying and then it i think if i remember correctly it peaked out the first little crash was in 1921 then they they started marketing more like all oh, the stock market stuff's great and, they, and then basically for the next it, it it peaked out another two more years so it, it uh, they got more people to get into uh, that had war bond money get into the market and the market went up even higher and it peaked out again i think in 1923 boom at that point that's when they that's when the wall street was like okay i think we pretty much we pretty much we pretty much found out everyone that's going to that we pretty much found everyone that that was going to invest their war bond money was going to invest shit no one else, no one else is going to invest so how can we get more people in there cuz the market's really hot right now let's create something called a margin what's that Oh, it's it's cool. We're like, you take a hundred dollars, and we'll give you three hundred dollars of stock. Cool. Then that funded the next run up, bam. And then what what ended up happening is that um, so the first guys that got in earlier, fortunes. This is how everyone was like, the guys were balling the fuck out. So this this is like almost like people who got in from like twenty eleven to fucking. Um, yeah, 2011 to 2016, 2017, right? Boom. Then you got the other guys from like probably probably from 1921 to 1923 got in, you know, 2017 to right now, right? Then you have the next run up, which is basically because 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 oh, I remember the price, right? The prices keep going higher and higher, so you ha- you need more and more money, right, to buy a big bag. But the problem is, is like y- people don't have that kind of money. So <laughs> what do people do? Is that they start borrowing money, and this is kind of what I think is going to happen on the next run up after the exchanges buy it out. It's exchanger says, "Hey, you have a, you have a, you have one Bitcoin. We'll lend you ten Bitcoin on your Bitcoin. Cool. Okay, let's do it. Bam, because the prices are high on on the altcoins, and that's how these alts and everything are going to launch on the next run up, uh, not on this run up, the next run up, on, on the next run up, right? And um, that, and then eventually it got to the point where they were they were essentially lending people about like for five hundred dollars, they were lending them about five thousand, ten thousand dollars." to some people during that's how frothy it got during the tail end and at a certain point pop it it, it popped so you, you had 20 so you had the you had the you had the 27 boom it was going to rec- everyone's like it's going to recover it's going to recover and then you had the all-time high in 29 and then that one's the one that went bam crashed down and sent the united states into a depression because essentially like you bankrupted all these people so people who did have assets and stuff basically lost out and everything. And the, and the, typically the people who survived are just the ones who didn't take margin out, but most people started, most people did take margin out or they were trading stuff back and forth. You know, they were, they were, they were pretty much trading on like um, radio stocks, which is pretty funny, <laughs> which is tech, which is technology back then. That was the technology stocks, you know? <laughs> I th- I, and if I remember right, the best performing stock of the, of the, of the recession or of the, of the night of the, of the great depression. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, the depression. the The best performing stock of the of the depression was actually a toilet company. Uh, yeah, uh, basically some. T- <laughs> it's a toilet paper. It was like toilets, <laughs> essentially, like because a uh, indoor plumbing. So this is that was the hot technology at the time. So uh, indoor plumbing was like the best thing to invest in. <laughs> During the thirties, a little dirty thing for you, but I think we're gonna follow some sort of the same path, different, same concepts, different things different format you know so you're gonna have a bunch of people that are gonna get rich probably off of this cycle that are gonna have tons of cash everyone's gonna hear everyone their cousins their families gonna be like holy fuck you know john got so rich off this thing and he's a lazy fuck he doesn't do 
<laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, you think that's not gonna happen? Like my fucking my 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 fucking lazy ass fucking nephew invested five thousand dollars, and these cryptos and is like not working and fucking staying at home, being a, and bought a house. <laughs> that keeping up with the Joneses and fucking like being jealous of your neighbor and your cousin is what is what's gonna create the fucking FOMO and the. And the and the and the increase in the in the prices and stuff because people are gonna take take the four hundred one k money and just mm-hmm. all on black and then some of them are just gonna buy the tokens and be cool with that because they have some money but the people who don't have as much money start leverage trading some of them are gonna do very well during the beginning because they're the ones yep. early, even though leverage trading doesn't really work or like or like essentially they're just, they're borrowing stock essentially to hold more stock and if the price goes up cool they make money right. Well, a lot of them probably are going to make some good money if they're early on it. First, let's just say they get in January, and then the ones that lose out are the ones that get into December, November, you know, when the prices boom down. But uh, yeah, well, I think I think that's enough rabbit hole for one episode, probably. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the timeline. I think I, I think yeah. we started going down, but. Um, Land, please. Having land is probably really smart. You know, paid off houses, apartment complexes, even if even if you're charging almost like bare minimum rent, duplexes, triplexes, and stuff. It's probably mm-hmm. really smart, and just having them paid off. You know, because you don't want because that way it's all income and stuff. You just have to make enough money just to pay the estate tax or whatever, or the uh, or the property tax. I mean, Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, well, at least for the like, if you look at the markets today, like the like during a great big pop, like where you have like all the leverage trading, and then it's pretty nuts because like you have you have basically traders have like stop losses set in the order books, <laughs> and then when you get that cascading effect that causes mm-hmm. that those flash crashes. Especially with like margin trading, it's pretty scary just how like how violent the swings can be. I mean, we're even seeing that today. markets, baby. Um, <laughs> like in a, dude, it's crazy. Like the stock markets are, it's becoming like a leverage, like playgrounds. Like these swings right. are absolutely retarded. Like, dude, it's, uh, how is it possible? Like now okay, the Dow Jones has always had, or like the stock markets always had, we have bulls and bears. We now have kangaroos. We now have kangaroos. <laughs> so there's a new animal on the block it's called a kangaroo it just jumps up and down up and down what hmm, where have i seen this before 1920s 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 <laughs> where am I seeing, where the kangaroo, like what the fuck this is a kangaroo court like, but uh if you look at the bear market and the bull market it just looks, it looks so beautiful. <laughs> it's just a nice steady upwards hill or with a with a little peak at the end, and then the the bear market's like a steady hill down. The kangaroo market goes up and down, up and down. Yeah, and it, it it just it makes the it makes the the shakeouts like it's much harder now to basically yeah. survive the bear and market the for that reason because it's you, you have fusion of a bull and a bear mm-hmm. because it's like don't buy the dip, buy the dip. Because it's gonna it's gonna come back and it does come back, except for the one time where it doesn't. Fuck. Because <laughs> that's what what ended up happening is that you imagine all right, you you started buying in 1921. You were uh, you got just got out of the you you went to the war. You probably were 16 years old in World War One, four years of war, 
got out, you were fucking what, like twenty, twenty one years old, maybe twenty two years old when you got out of World War One, if you still had limbs, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know, you still had. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah, you still had sense. limbs, or you didn't die of the Spanish flu. And hmm, where does that sound familiar? Hmm. Anyway, uh, if you didn't die of uh, that stuff, right, you came back, right? But so you you pretty much spent all your twenties in just like gains. All gains, and then mm-hmm. you tell your friends and your cut. You know, first because they don't believe you because you're that crazy fucking uncle that w- that went to war and stuff, right? But then, oh, your crazy uncle Todd is, you know, balling out of control, and he's, he tells you to buy the dip. You bought the dip, and the dip goes up, and fuck yeah, right? But then, when that twenty nine went, hey, don't worry, Sonny, we're gonna put the farm on this one, dude. It always comes back wrecked. But uh, I don't think we're there mm-hmm. yet, so we're still in the bear market. <laughs> no, we're still we're still in the bear. Yeah, it's gonna be um, like when you start seeing that, like that's that for me is gonna be like a like a cl- that's gonna be like a sell With signal. What? Like get the fuck out <laughs> when you start. Oh, when you when you start seeing like the like the super irrational, like you see basically somebody like betting their farm, oh. or um, <clears throat> you just see all sorts of. Uh, all sorts of craziness starts to happen because, like, once the FOMO right. kicks in, it's like it is insane, and and it's that's and at least like right before um, like massive sell-offs or bear markets or whatever, like there's uh, there's basically just all it's it's during it's it's during those euphoric moments like everybody thinks it's all good it's it's gonna be good forever <laughs> it just keeps going up forever on, bro. The, the fed can always pump us out man the fed and, can always pay us out. <laughs> <laughs> it is well it is true they can they can put they can pump you out but if you're buying at like the peak and have to wait a decade more, to recover more I, I, that is just I, more than that. Yeah, that's like I mean, a fifteen a lot of the stocks year. Didn't recover until the fifties. I mean, that's like. Yeah, you're right. It was Fair. it was like a fifteen yeah. year um you're, fifteen you're, year you were, period. I think if I remember right, you were better off investing so, to the new companies during the during the depression than actually any company that came from the twenties. Because <laughs> you weren't gonna make shit. I think yeah. people made some good money on tractors, if I remember right. Fuck, man, there, there was a great mm-hmm. book I read on this stuff. Oh, my God. I wish I still had it. It was just a book that said uh, kind of what happened and what did well. So it went through the 20s, and then it just kind of talked about the 1930s, about what did pretty well. And I just – I know tractor supply – basically far, because farming was still really – I mean, it's still big now, but, I mean, it was like a lot more people were farming back – and people probably mm-hmm. took people's farms. <laughs> Literally gambling farms. <laughs> yeah. That's what that whole thing is like. I bet the I bet the family farm. Really? Oh my god, dude! All right, I don't want to hear this. This is making my brother was telling me like, yeah, was it our, our grandfather? Our grandfather, great grandfather, actually bet the farm. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! That was well. There you go. Fuck. <laughs> I hope I can learn from history. I didn't even know that. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I think he won. He actually, uh, didn't he win like a big ass mansion? In... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he, um, in Mexico and Guadalajara, he, uh, he ended up, I think he was betting, he bet some land or something land. And then he ended up winning like himself, like a, 
pretty big like white like mansion. It's like a Louisiana style house in in Guadalajara. How many rooms was it? It's like it's like a fourteen room mansion <laughs> back then in Mexico. That was pretty big because people had like adobe huts all over the, uh, in the pueblos back then and stuff. So it was in the main city of Guadalajara of Jalisco. You have like a fourteen room white mansion and stuff, which was pretty insane. That my I think my grandfather <laughs> lost gambling. <laughs> that my yeah. So my great grandfather won at gambling, and my great grandfather and my and my grandfather lost at gambling. <laughs> Yeah, well, actually, I think he got swindled, to tell you the truth, if I remember, I remember correctly, yeah. Huh? So they used to bet the house, whatever, the land. Yeah, yeah. And then basically said, oh, if you don't come at this time, you won't win the bet and you lose your land. Ah, uh, well, okay, that's just playing, that's playing with fucking retards. Uh, fuck that. Slimy fucks. Anyway, yeah, yeah, don't be gambling with fucking slimy shits. Don't trade on BitMEX. <laughs> Yeah, guaranteed way to lose all your but, uh, Do you have anything else you want to see on the inflection point? Um, I think that's 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 at least uh, I think that's that's a that's good for me. Um, nothing. We've covered everything more from the add, 1920s to the bet the farm, and uh, and some <laughs> and some family history. <laughs> I gotta I gotta make sure my my kids don't have drinking problems. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's gonna oh dude, that's that's a whole other can of worms is the fucking all right, the the capital redistribution to your family after you pass away, like and, and making sure that your family stays rich because they're gonna blow the cash, bro. It's it's no blow the coins. Like oh my god. Cause you know, they could get scammed into like buying into some this and this and like let's buy land on Mars. No, no, I'd do that bet. Never mind. I'd buy land on Mars. Like, what the fuck am I crazy? <laughs> Shit. Ten BTC. I can. I can own a uh, one percent of the land on Mars. It seems like a good bet to me. <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of crazy. Like I'm just like I own one percent of Mars. Yuck. They sell me the fucking shittiest part with volcanoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh yeah, probably the best companies to invest in the future are going to be like asteroid mining companies. I'll let you, boy. We're going to be making me and Wasabi are going to be killing the game for many, many eons and decades. <laughs> the millennials. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> the millennials. Shit, I, I really do think like we're probably if, if of course outside of like an accident, obviously with technology, and then with you know if you if you make some good ass crazy money on this whole run. Uh, you could live. You could easily live to probably 150. I think so. 100. You. I mean, you might be like fucking like. Replaceable. Yeah, you replaceable organs. You have this. You have, yeah, you, I think 150 is possible. I'm not saying like some crazy shit like 200, but like a buck 50, looking like you're 80. I think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, with the with the well, especially with the advances like in um, just in medicine, and it's that actually that wouldn't surprise me. Like just all the all all the stuff going on with like um, yeah, medicine, um, uh, biomechanical stuff. Like it's pretty it's pretty incredible. Like just how like how good some of that stuff yeah. is like, is starting to. I get. was born in the in the twentieth century, and I died in the twenty second century. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's pretty tight. That's pretty gangster. Dude, that would be that'd be insane. That'd be insane because, like, think about it. Like, you're you'd actually when when does the when does the I'll, last I'll, Bitcoin? It's get possible mined? you outlive Bitcoin. When is like? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that shit? Like, I'm older than Bitcoin. God damn, you're older than dirt. Fuck. <laughs> like shit. How much you? Like, I make a very respectable income. You know, I make about a thousand satoshis a week. Oh, that's a pretty good income, man. Thousand satoshis a week. <laughs> shit, man. Shit's crazy. I mean, honestly, at that point, it'd probably be like a hundred satoshis a week. And the and the boss is always giving you pay cuts. Yeah, the fucking price keeps going up higher. <laughs> He's like, I mean, when I started right. my job, I used to get about. It's kind of a job where like you you want to get to work as early as possible because you, <laughs> the coins you made when you're 16 are worth way more than <laughs> when you're 32. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's just dark. Fuck. Like, watch it, watch at that point. Like, uh, it's a mark of success if you earn the same amount you did when you started. Like, damn, you actually appreciated your funds. Like, yeah, I, I started off, they were paying mm-hmm. you a thousand Satoshis a week. I'm still getting, I'm getting paid 1100 Satoshis a week. 25 years later, damn, dude, you're killing it, bro. You know what I'm saying, man, you work hard like me, man. You'll do the same thing, man. Earn the same amount of money you did as a 16 year old, you know? <laughs> 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 anyway, um, buy sell, yay Celsius network. I'll finish off with the yay <laughs> Celsius network. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, yeah, five dollar price in December, probably two hundred dollars peak bull market, maybe higher. I mean, shit, it could go. Like, it goes to a thousand, man. Fuck yeah, who knows? <laughs> um. Boom, 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 boom. We're probably going to hit a couple dollars or a dollar or two in a month or so. And, um, yeah, probably half a million, maybe a million by December, man. Let the FOMO begin. Yeah, except uh, on the FOMO part, just remember to to, to, yeah. to dollar cost average. Don't don't yo don't yo lower yeah. your entire stack oh, man. in one like, blow, dude. Right now, like it's it's like a deal. Adult, right now, it's like you get four for a dollar, man. Mm-hmm. In a few months, you'll be like you'll be getting a you'll be getting a dollar. You'll be getting like half a cell. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like you'll feel yeah. definitely start to feel it because <laughs> that especially if you're using um you know you're using Uniswap that gives you the conversions how many sell per ETH and you just that'll actually be kind of a good yeah. baseline to measure off kind of, of unless I think sell's gonna out out gain fucking uh Ethereum by a several Yeah, that's that that's what I'm expecting too. So I'm I'm actually expecting that to to drop off. So now it's like if you're getting like a thousand sell per ETH, yeah. like that's like a pretty good deal. Um but then, like a good deal later is gonna be, it's, I I think it's basically gonna keep declining, um, over the next uh, right. six six to twelve months. Yeah, I yeah, and I think maybe like uh, just the last last thing is like probably the early the percentage you should get we should look out for is probably the earliest for the inflection point is probably gonna be like eighty seven percent of the coins on the on the app, 
maybe 88%. That's when the FOMO is going to start really going crazy. Because at that point, you're you're talking sell token price. I mean, sell token market cap's probably a couple hundred million, 200, 300 million. And then it just starts going boom, 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 up like that. And it's it gets really mm-hmm. dumb. Like it, it, 992, we are in full parabolic mode. Like we're, you know, it's, yeah. I think the only thing I think the only thing that's gonna slow it down and maybe possibly like the holders that are buying right now are, are probably buying not as much or only buying off of inch or off of their interest. Their bags are growing off the interest only. At a certain point, I'm probably sure Alex is gonna start, start saying like, "You guys need to start spending your interest." <laughs> Go live life. Go buy your girlfriend new titties. Come on, like. <laughs> Do something with the money, <laughs> which is true, you know. That's true. Yeah. Well, all right, you guys, that's been, it's been good, man. Uh, you can follow me at Litecoin Moses on Twitter. You're if you already listened to the podcast, you know, dollar cost crypto. And Wasabi, where's the best place for people to follow you? Yeah, you could uh, you could find me on Twitter. It's just uh, Wasabi. And, uh, watch out for those gas fees on Central End. <laughs> Peace. Later, man.